mean, it's not settling for comfort. It's understanding, okay, great. We've made it this far. We've seen huge gains in our engagements and our growth and, you know, all of this. What's next? What can we be doing better? Welcome back to Titans of Customer Engagement, a customer experience podcast from Koros. You are looking for the next step toward creating a connected customer experience. And this is the place to learn from industry peers and leaders how to build a CX strategy with human connection so that you can create customers for life. Let's get started. Hey, welcome. I am Philippe Mezritz, VP of Customer Experience here at Chorus, and your host today. I'm excited to have Kelsey Jones-Art on the show. She's a social media lead at MITRE and someone we consider a titan of customer engagement. Random fact of the day, she met her husband while touring the C-SPAN marketing bus at the Iowa State Fair Parade. What a totally random place to connect with someone. Um, we had an opportunity to connect recently. During that call, Kelsey told me about how MITRE has made the shift from being unknown in the social space and even more generally because of how they did business to now being able to espouse their mission of solving problems up for a safer world through engaging with their customers and their target audience. Kelsey, our audience will be definitely interested in something like this. So how did you guys go about doing that? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. It's so great to be on the podcast. Um, as you said, you know, MITRE, the company that I work for, um, very much not known, not talking about itself externally. So I'm, I might as well introduce MITRE a little bit to this audience and, and who sure. we are. So we're a company of over 8,000, you know, innovators, deep thinkers, conveners, problem solvers, all of those words we like to use to describe um, our awesome talent. And they come to work every day to really tackle some of the world's toughest problems. Like you said, our our mission is solving problems for a safer world, which what a mission to not really talk about externally, right? So mm -hmm. how do we do this? Um, doing this through public-private partnerships. We operate federally funded research and development centers for different sponsors in the government. Um, and we work across government uh, and in partnership with industry organizations, again, to tackle some of those challenges in really the safety, stability, and well-being of the country. So some of the key areas we work in, national defense, uh, transportation, cybersecurity, a lot on healthcare, recently a lot with COVID, um, and homeland security as well. So it all sounds great. And um, wow. when I interviewed for the job, I thought, how do I not know about this company? They're right in my backyard. They're doing this amazing work. Um, and one of the biggest things too is they don't operate in commercial interest. There's no commercial interest. It's all work in the public interest. So, you know, MITRE's been around for 60 years, but has had such limited external communications until about the last five years when that really started to shift. Um, we got some new leadership um, and they really said, you know what, we need to start telling MITRE's story and people need to know who we are, not just stories about the federal government and the, and the work that we do there, but they need to know who MITRE is because We've got to be attracting the best talent to work on all of these issues. We've got to get the best partnership so that we can convene and bring together the best ideas for our sponsors and others. Mm -hmm. um, these problems are big. They're tough. And if nobody knows who they are, who we are, who's going to want to work with us, right? So enter three years ago, I joined the team as the social media lead. This was a brand new position before social media was really run through the media team who um, it was really just people would send them tweets and it was pushed out. 
And that's to no fault of anyone on the media team. They were just spread really thin. And like I said, before that, there really wasn't a strategy around social or any sort of um, initiative to make social media a strategic part of communications. Um, okay. So I came in about three years ago, first person in this role. And, you know, my, my mission was really to bring a company who hardly ever talked about themselves and bring them out onto social media more effectively. And how do we share our stories out there effectively as well? So big mission, but, you know, I think there's, there's some, there's some key things that we really, as a team, like I said, it wasn't just me starting our whole communication shop just got beefed up um, when things started to shift and we really wanted to do much more external storytelling. So some of the key things, you know, that that really helped to make that successful was first and foremost, really kind of aligning on this vision. Um, so like I said, new leadership came in, we wanted to tell our stories more, better externally. So I needed to understand that vision not just with our CEO, but also the new communications leaders. And it's not just, okay, here's the vision. I needed to intimately know it, ask the right questions. Um, the amount of sticky notes I had of all the ideas of how social media could help to really see this, this mission into fruition. I mean, it was, it was kind of a mess, but one of those like chaotic, beautiful messes um, there. <laughs> sure. So, But one of those things like you, you've got to be aligned with leadership You've got to earn their trust. They have to know that you're not just here to, you know, a lot of people think, I, I know this audience understands this. It's like, oh, you just hit the tweet button. And it's like, no, actually, I have a full strategy on how to be really impactful with using social media. Um, so once you start to gain that trust, obviously, the communications leaders understood that. But even leaders outside of that and just the power of social media, getting them on board with that. Those are some really key foundational pieces that had to sort of be put in place at the start to get people to embrace kind of how you, how we wanted to use social to help see this, this larger external communications um, mm -hmm. strategy through. So you start with that and then really it was taking a look at, you know, where are we now? What, what's the landscape? What's kind of an audit of what MITRE's doing on social media? So what channels are we on? How active are we on them? How many orphan channels do we have out there? I mean, before there was any sort of centralized social media position or department or anything, um, you know, anyone could just create a Twitter account and right. throw a name on it. And so Wild that, Wild West. Wild West, exactly. And so now because there hadn't really been any sort of policies around that, um, it was this this hunt for how many of these orphan accounts can we find? Can we track down who owns them? Can we get ownership? It was a lot of a lot of just discovery and figuring out, you know, what's what's that landscape now, as well as audience, right? So part of that vision process was understanding who's the audience we want to reach. Part of my role in kind of that auditing process is understanding, well, who are we talking to right now? Where are those gaps? Where are the people that we do want to reach? And how can we kind of put some strategies together to sort of bridge bridge that and, and find them mm -hmm. and talk to them while not necessarily leaving behind, you know, the audiences that we have. I'll say for MITRE, a lot of our social media audience when I started was primarily our current employee audience, which makes a lot of sense because we were doing a ton of internal communications. So those folks knew about MITRE. They wanted to follow and see what was going on, but we really needed to go beyond that and figure out, you know, 
our government sponsors, prospective employees, the um, universities and institutions, and you know key people and researchers there. You know key industry areas we're looking at. How can we reach mm-hmm. these people? So that was a part of this kind of auditing figuring out how we needed to maneuver there. Another key thing we had to look at was, you know, what is our brand voice right now? What is our brand look? And is it consistent? And at the time, there really wasn't one. Um, Like I said, the process was somebody would submit and say, please tweet this out. And it got tweeted out. There was no real governance over, over how it sounded or certain ways we spoke, things like that. So Luckily, like I said, this larger communications uh, shift and effort was going on. We were also going through a brand refresh. So it was a perfect timing to really get our social templates, our social voice, all of that sort of worked out in this process. And then one of the key things and, and why we came to Koros was, you know, are we set up for success with our tools and our resources? And I think that's such a foundational piece that I would say a lot of people might over like look beyond, right? When it's like, we can do this, we've got people, we can be scrappy, but to really, you know, depending on how small your team is, and ours is pretty small for a 8,000 person company, if you're not set up for success with your tools, your processes, your guidelines, it's just going to make things a lot more stressful and inefficient in the future. So that was really the first step when, when building this out and looking for those foundational tools and processes. And, you know, my first year at MITRE, I like to say my goals were all just about building just building the Figure foundation. It out. Figure it out. How can we, right? What tools do you need? Make the business case for it. What processes do we need to have in place? Where are we, where are we weak, you know, security wise, or where, how can we really shore this up and make sure we've got the, the baseline to then build upon? So, like I said, it was our social media management tools, listening tools, mm-hmm. getting a governance process in place now that we had a centralized social media position. How does that all flow? How does everything work through that? Developing an escalation process um, and policies around when there's a crisis or when something needs to be alerted. How does that all work? You know, modernizing our social media policy and guidelines was a big part of this foundational process. And then really it was about training then all of our communications writers to understand, uh, A, writing for social media, for those who weren't as familiar with that form of writing, and then understand this brand voice that we were really starting to develop and try to keep consistent through that. So maybe right. Miter as a brand isn't necessarily going to have tons of exclamation points and emojis right away, right? That doesn't mean it'll never happen or in the right cases it can happen. But we just needed to get everybody sort of on the same page with how do you speak on social for MITRE. And then talking about, as I mentioned, developing these templates and this brand look. Do we have the right type of event graphics or quote graphics? Or, you know, do our videos have the right kind of consistent intro or outro or look and feel to them that we, I really wanted people to just sort of recognize. You look at something and you just recognize, oh, that's MITRE, or oh, I've seen that before. So really a ton of, a ton of that foundational stuff in that first year. And then it really came down to, okay, so now where do we invest for impact, as I like to say? And this, I think, can be really powerful to other social media managers when you take on a position like I did where, you know, there were five, six, seven channels out there created. 
but there were only, there was only one of me and there was limited time and limited resources. So how do we best invest again for that, for that impact? And it was really identifying, okay, what are the two to three channels that we're going to really focus on? We're going to make sure, you know, everything's going to get branded. We're going to make sure where it's important. We've got consistent content, but where can we really just invest and find that again, it was about knowing where our audience is for us. A huge portion of our audience was on LinkedIn. So we really put, you know, put, um, pedal to the metal when it came to making the best sort of content for LinkedIn. And then, you know, also caring about the other channels, but putting your time and effort where, you really want to make the most impact um, to start. So it was it was identifying those channels to really focus on. And then also that content. Um, you know, as we all know, it's not just the produce once and distribute everywhere. That's that's out the door now. It it needs to be kind of concept once and then produce appropriately for the right channels. And so that was a huge shift um, in how our our shop operated and where it's like you can no longer just say, okay, a video under two minutes can be shared everywhere. It's like, nope, each channel's different. Each type of video yeah. is different. What makes the most sense? So again, when we kind of narrowed in on our channels, we learned sort of the best practices, tested what performed well as far as content went, um, really just got more intentional about that content. So we could, again, invest my time, the multimedia group's time, our creative um, department's time, to really, again, be, be impactful with what we're doing. Um, and then another investment piece I like to say is invest in your advocates. And this was really huge because, as I said, you know, MITRE was such an internal comm shop, communications, I guess, that, that we would talk to our employees a ton about MITRE. But now we needed to culturally shift um, our employees who were told previously, you know, you shouldn't be talking about MITRE on social media to now shift them into, we want you to talk about MITRE and we want you to share these great stories. It, it's a huge shift and we're still working through it three years later. Now, is there work that, you know, we don't want employees talking about? Sure. If it's, if it's work that we're not allowed to talk about, don't be talking about that on social right. media. Absolutely. But then it's understanding, you know, what are, what is okay? What are the processes? So I did a lot and I'm still doing a lot of trainings with different groups throughout the teams. You know, it's not just training with our communications team, but I've done a lot of trainings with executives and different subject matter experts and leaders um, throughout the company. Just really we need to get their support and, and get them on board, exec, especially our executives and our leaders, and get them out there. So we've got a whole new almost army of LinkedIn users that are so excited to be sharing, you know, MITRE content. Awesome. And they know, you know, hey, I can go to MITRE.org and there's going to be new stories out there because our our writing team and our content marketing team has been doing amazing work creating, you know, like I said, this whole new storytelling. And it's just like, we got to get our people reading them. We got to get our people sharing them because it can't just be, it can't just be the brand. It can't just be the company sharing these out. We got to get our people excited too. So really about, you know, creating those advocates there. And then, you know, I guess as everyone knows, now it's sort of into the, all right, let's monitor, let's measure, let's evaluate, let's adapt, and then let's grow. So, I mean, those things are happening all the time, but we're testing content, we're failing fast, we're, you know, evaluating how are things going. We've got to adapt. 
and then just grow. And hopefully that's going to mean growing on different channels, growing um, different areas, different types of content. So I really feel like we've made huge progress, you know, over the last three years, but it's really only scratching the surface. I mean, there's so much more we can do, but that's, I mean, one of the biggest things I've learned is just, it sometimes pays to take it slow and intentional and understand where you want to be, what you want to do, learn, adapt, grow, um, fail fast, fail forward, as some people say, um, and then kind of go and, and just build upon what you're doing. So it's been a journey. It's been amazing. You know, it, it's not just me that, like I said, huge, huge kudos to some visionary leaders in our communications team, leaders in our company. Um, but we're getting out there. We're getting, we're getting more people to, to know about MITRE and, and it's, it's been a process. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like you've had a, a huge opportunity to really kind of push for the vision that existed at the beginning. And I've, like throughout your conversation, I was taking a couple of comments down and I'm like, there's six bullets kind of that, that you talked about. One is understanding your strategy mm-hmm. and making sure that you've got a plan to go forward, which I think is critically important. Yeah. Secondarily is making sure you have the right tools in place, whatever they might be to make sure that you can do what you need. Then picking your focus by looking at your channel production and the intentional selection of where you're going to spend your time and energy, making sure that your employees advocates and that they know what they're supposed to do and how they can really make it effective. And I would add to that, not just employees for a lot of the brands out there. It's also the customer. If you can get the right customer advocates and you can tie that in, I think that's another piece. Absolutely. And then finally looking at all of that and going monitor, measure and evaluate, and then like AB test it, Mm -hmm. verify it and make sure that you can, can reiterate because you're what three years in or so two and a half years yeah, something like that yeah. right and my guess is you're now starting to talk about okay what's the next three years look like yeah and then like where do we to, to use your quote of invest for impact we've now done that right mm-hmm. miter's now done that and you've made a change and, and things are looking up so now redo all of those steps yep. in the same order and really <laughs> go through this and do it again to get to the next level of engagement with your customers and your employees. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always, it, it's like, I'm sure most jobs, I mean, it's not settling for comfort. It's understanding, okay, great. We've, we've made it this far. We've seen huge gains in our engagements and our growth and, you know, all of this. What's next? What can we be doing better? How can we be on Instagram better? We we can totally be making some great content. We can be making better Instagram specific content. Is there a whole market there that, I mean, these are things I think about right at night of just all these channels and all these audiences that I want to reach, but it's, it's taking that step back and saying, okay, as we were kind of this first two and a half years, let's be intentional about it. Let's take that next right. step. Let's figure out like, what's that next frontier as far as building and growing it, it worked really well when we were methodical about it. So let's, let's do that again, even though, you know, it's funny and I'm sure so many other people can relate when you get leaders excited about social, when you get others excited about social, they've got ideas and it's, you know, Oh, we should be on this channel. We should be doing this. We should be doing a video about that. And the enthusiasm is awesome. And it's, it's, you know, so energizing, but then you also have to be like, yeah, those are some great ideas. We'll bring that back, right? We got it. We got to figure out how this fits in and just really, again, stick to that kind of methodical planning about it. Absolutely. My team accuses me of that all the time. I'm the one that goes <laughs> to them and goes, can you do this? Can we, mm-hmm. can we do that? 
And they're like, yes, Philippe, we can, but... <laughs> um, so I think it's a great point. Um, and since you've gone through this whole cycle, I think my question for you is like, what's the one thing or what's the next step our listeners should, like when they hang up uh, or, or they, they put down the podcast, what, what should they go do? What's the one thing uh, that you think they should go execute on? I really think it is just that taking a step back. And no matter where you are in your social media journey, you could be at a startup that's just starting in social. You could be at a Fortune 200 company who has the most robust system set up. But I think it's so important for us as social media managers to find the time. You know, I know we're looking at reports, we're evaluating, we're figuring out how, but it's like, take a step back. Are you where you should be? Where is your audience? Is the content reaching them and are you having an impact? You know, some, some groups might have, again, those customers. Are you reaching your KPIs? Are you, you know, is your return on investment there? Like all of those questions, but we're in such a daily rat race and, and it doesn't stop and it's always ongoing. And I feel like it is our duty to be, um, to hover over it all and really, is it working? Or are there places we can improve and shift? And it's so hard for us to do when a lot of us are in the day-to-day -day and just making sure everything is approved and out on time and, and, and effective, all of that. Yep. But I really think it, it's that um, slow down to go fast, right? We, we've got to make sure we're, we're set up for success in that way. And it doesn't hurt anybody just to stop, take a step back, overlook how everything is going and see where you can maybe make some adjustments for improvement. I think it's funny. I think that's just career advice there, Kelsey. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Like it doesn't matter what job you've got. It doesn't matter what role you have. It doesn't matter. Like the, I think part of this, and I, literally I was talking to my boss earlier today, our, our chief customer officer, Stacey Satterwhite, and the same thing happened. It was like, okay, step back, like spend four hours just figuring out, are you doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great piece of advice, whether that's for social, whether that's for any product, whether it's for anything out there, take your time to, to think about it. Yeah. Um, so Kelsey, thank you for your time. I, I so love the view on how you guys change your story from internal to, to going external. It's fascinating to see Midas change perspectives on the world of social from not being able to have conversations. Um, and I think it's something that most of our audience has either gone through or is going to go through at some point as the social space evolves, as new stuff comes on, figuring out what the right place is. So, but before we go, uh, Kelsey, where can our listeners follow you and check out your content? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely check us out as far as MITRE goes. You know, we are on Twitter at MITRE Corp, um, at MITRE Corp, uh, also on Facebook as MITRE Corp um, and LinkedIn. You can find us at MITRE. And me personally, you can find me on Twitter at, at Kelsey B. Jones. Cool. Awesome, Kelsey. Thank you. Thanks to everyone for listening. And until next time on Titans of Customer Engagement. Thanks for spending time with us today on Titans of Customer Engagement, a customer experience podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a review, and spread the word. Your feedback means a lot to us. Continue the conversation on Koros Atlas at community.koros.com. Until next time. The CX world is now digital first. It's what customers expect and Koros can help. Koros is an award-winning customer engagement platform built to turn those siloed interactions with your customer into enterprise value. 
you can harness the power of human connection across the customer experience. From outbound marketing, social, messaging, chat and SMS to owned and digital communities. Customer engagement means staying always connected. Find out how customer-first software and services can make you a titan of customer engagement at Kuros.com.